Good morning, and welcome to the Mama's Den. We have a little different situation today. This is Cody. And who are you? Oh, sorry. It's Ashley here. <laughs> and Felicia's out mm-hmm. because doing mom duty stuff. Yep. And Melanie's uh, had a, a, a house emergency. Yeah. So we are very fortunate to have a very good friend of Ashley's. Her name is Tiffany, and that's about all I know about her. <laughs> Welcome, Tiffany. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Yes. Tell us your motherhood. Like, how many kids? Yeah. How old? Where do you live? Yeah. So, Tiffany, um, I don't have a cute tag name, so it's just Tiff O, <laughs> if you really want to know. Um, <laughs> that I, was literally a cute tag name. Yes, that was. <laughs> okay, great. Um, I have one child, and she is Kyla. She is also Ashley's oldest daughter, Mira's best friend. So, mm-hmm. all the stories that you probably hear, it this is, is about Kyla's mom. I am Kyla's mom. Yes, it's Kyla's mom. I, I Boy, the way Ashley doesn't tell me shit. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all. It makes for better TV. <laughs> yes, I am Kyla's mom. No one knows me as Tif- Tiffany. No. I am Kyla's mom. So, That's that true. is who I am. And she is my only, she is my only one. Mm, she is. Wow. This is just the whole vibe just changed. You know, Crystal said earlier, is that Kyla's mom? And I was like, I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard her name. Really? You, yeah. I'm, I'm just Kyla's I know. mom. I feel bad. And actually, I see it now in your face. Mm-hmm. Even though I've only seen Kyla on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see her in your face. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. She looks because like her. sometimes she gets that she looks like her dad. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. she looks like. She like both of y'all. Okay, great. Oh, guys. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this is my homie. Since we were three years old, three we've years known old each other. Homies, yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I mean. Oh, okay, well then, I know we have a lot of like like you to talk about, yes, but yes. let's just, can we just rewind? Because I think <laughs> the world knows Kyla and Amira. They do. Right? <laughs> so how did we start with this? these epic surprises? Like, help me. I don't even know. Um, do you remember the first time you guys surprised them? When we moved, right? When we When you guys moved? I think it was. I think it was when we moved and I think we came back home. I think that was like the first, and we surprised Kyla. We did. Yeah. That That was was the first first surprise. Okay. So backstory, these two ladies on the gram, if y'all haven't seen yet, (laughs) uh, like su- like fly in town and surprise their daughter with the other and, and tears ensue and the mamas clearly laugh at them for crying but it's adorable and beautiful so it tell is. me the first time you guys did this so okay we moved well more backstory mm-hmm. uh, tiffany and i met when we were like three, four years old. Mm-hmm. Her grandmother has a dance company, African dance company called the Imani Dancers. And her grandmother is like the most beautiful, amazing woman in the whole world. Like just everything. And so her and I and Nalo, everybody knows who Nalo is. Mm-hmm. We all were in her grandmother's dance company. So that's how we met. And we kind of grew up together, like dancing, being in like the African community programs. Then fast forward, we ended up going to high school together I walked up to her just asking that like we hadn't seen each other probably in what I want to say like four or five years. Yes. Yeah. It was yes. a while. And so I walked up to her. Now, th- I want you to understand that I know her. I know her family. Our families are super duper close. Mm-hmm. And I was like, aren't you? Uh, what did I say? Aren't S- you Sister, Sister Z's granddaughter? <laughs> she turned around and looked at me and was like, no. no. And it turned <laughs> walked away and then like I went home and I told my mom and she was like what that was so dumb Ashley and I was like I hadn't been in public school so I was like so nervous and it was somebody that I knew and I just like said the dumbest thing but anyways we became (laughs) friends again (laughs) 
<laughs> we ended up going to college together. Then when I moved to New York, mm-hmm. I called her to tell her that I was pregnant. And she was like, I am too. And Aww. then I told her my due date and our due dates were like five days away from each mm-hmm. other. So then it was like, okay, we're raising our daughters together. And from there it was all she wrote. Like literally from the moment they were born, their first birthday, they spent every birthday together. Okay. When were they actually born? What are the birthdays? Uh, March 12th and March 17th. Oh, so five, did yeah. y'all have these babies on the due date? Uh, no, no, I actually went past my due date. <laughs> and I went ahead of my due date. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they ended up being born yeah. five days apart. Mm-hmm. And my mom started. So she went back to work. I went back to work. My mom started homeschooling them. Mm-hmm. So she was homeschooling Amir and Kyla um, and a few of our other friends. They were together every single day, yeah. literally every day until we moved to California. OK, so how old was Amira? How old were both the girls when Six. you moved? They were six. They were six. Yeah, because I was. Yep, they were six. She was six when we got married. Yeah. Okay. All right. Six. Yeah. So six. That was what year? You mean like uh, 2015? Okay. 14, 15. Yeah. Oh, because we got pregnant in 2016. Yeah. Okay. So it's 2015. So 2015, mm-hmm. Ashley, Chia, Amira move to California mm-hmm. and give me the first surprise. We went back to Ohio because we were planning our wedding. Mm-hmm. And so we had to keep going back to Ohio, Chia and I. And I just like didn't tell Amira that we were going um, and we didn't tell Kyla. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we rolled up and there were tears. And I was like, oh, I we have to do this for that one. Yeah. Like that's how they're going to greet each other. Because they not only spent every day together for school, but on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Like they were inseparable. In, yes. They were definitely inseparable. Yeah. They are the two best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> Yeah. They were each other's like they didn't they were only children. So yeah. again, yeah. they they really meshed with each other well. And I will say this, although five days apart in Pisces, they are the can be the most extreme of each other. Mm-hmm. So Amira has always been the wild one. She's the one who's going to cartwheel in the grocery store. She's going to <laughs> sing, dance, laugh. She's going to entertain the people. OK, <laughs> all the time. Kyla is the protector. She is the one who is going to get Amira out of trouble. She is the one who's <laughs> going Amira to pull. Amira doesn't get in trouble. She is going to pull uh. Amira away from things. She is going the to protect. Edge. Yes. And I will say this. Amira is still that same girl. Mm-hmm. She is just a little bit more reserved. So mm-hmm. backstory as well. I'm going to fast forward to yesterday. Yes. <laughs> yesterday. The same dynamic as far as like Kyla is the protector. Amira is just going to just go. So we're in the hotel. There's matches. Don't know why, but there's just matches sitting there. And so they grab some matches and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we want to see what the matches are. They're 14. Have the matches. You're not going to blow up anything or set anything on fire. So we think. So. <laughs> so we think. So we think. So Kyla grabs the matches. Amira proceeds to grab the matches. And we're giggling and laughing and walking to the car. Well, Ma- Amira proceeds to light the match. In her new house. And they have to walk out. So Kyla's like, Kyla's protector. So she's like pulling her outside to like. <laughs> right. Oh, right. that's why she pulled her out. So she's pulling her outside. It's like, you cannot light this match in this house and you cannot drop it in this house. So Kyla's like pulling her outside. They go outside. They're cackling and they take the fire out. So I'm like, give me the matches. Give me the matches. <laughs> so it was like just a lit match. Just, like They just sparked your, the match. Uh, yes. That's, currently being renovated home. Yes. yes. This full of fumes and yes. paint and Amira. So I tell that story think. to this say. This is a side of Amira. Amira is going to, she is just going to go out and do anything and she's going to cast that net wide and Kyla's like, reel it in. Yeah. Reel it right on in. Yeah. So, she needs yeah. her. 
That mm-hmm. is the yin to her yang. I don't really share a lot about that, about Amira's, that side of her <laughs> ever because it's, it stresses me out. But she's very, she is just like my sister who mm-hmm. is kind of like, act first, think later. Mm-hmm. That's always been her personality. And it it deeply stresses me out because she just is like, I don't know where she's at, but mm-hmm. she don't be here. Mm-hmm. She's in her head a lot. Very like, I wouldn't say she's in like airheady, but it is. She's book smart, but like not street smart. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's how she's always been. Like she memorized anything. She's a grade ahead. But baby, she walks into the wall every day. She is very whimsical. <laughs> yeah. She is very butterflies, fairy tales, whimsical. Yeah, light a match. Not think about how it could mm-hmm. actually cut something on fire. She wow. just kind of just is just a doer. She's just just a doer. Yeah, she looks at the ocean is probably like what's down there? Let me go see. Not like that's Tyler's more like that's dangerous. She's like, let's find out how dangerous it really is. Right. Remember I said that about your backyard. I was like that backyard when you moved into it and showed us, showed us on, Mm -hmm. on the, on, um, FaceTime. Yep. FaceTime. I was like, Amira's going to just be down there. It's just like, what's back here? She said that. She's like, I just want to jump down there and just like walk around. I still haven't been. Yes. You need to come. Come I can come this weekend. Okay. You can come any day, honey. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm curious, how has Kyla responded to, like, Ashley having all these kids? Like, mm. they were the only children. They were sisters. They are sisters, yeah. you know what I mean? But, like, then Ashley out here just I know. dropping babies. I know. I never thought about that. No, those are her sisters, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say Azara <laughs> really thinks Kyla is her best friend. Girl. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> she really thinks Kyla is her best friend to this, like, and she will shyly like shy away from it, mm-hmm. but she's like, "Where's Kyla staying? Why isn't Kyla going?" Like, if I come into the house, she's like, "Aunt Tiffany, when are you leaving? What? Why are you? Are you taking Kyla?" Like, it's always mm-hmm. I can't come into the house and yeah. just be comfortable. It's I got to answer Azara's questions <laughs> <laughs> about what am I doing with my child? Yeah, <laughs> and Azara is a person who will negotiate Girl. as far as can Kyla just can she come over here after school or does she even have to go to school like <laughs> it's like she is the negotiator of the situation yeah. mm-hmm. and tries to get things to happen her way so she really thinks like she is her now Asia is probably Kyla's baby mm-hmm. so she's mm-hmm. like she wants to always play and do stuff with her um and i would say equally from both the kids as yeah. well um or all the kids i should say but they are her sisters too she doesn't Aww. like feel I think any differently. I think that sometimes because Kyla still has a, she's a nurturer. She has a niche for nurturing yeah. like little things. Mm-hmm. Amira's like, okay, so when am I getting my time? Cause you are playing with them way too long yeah. sometimes, or like you're doing this way too long, but yeah, they're, those are her sisters too. Like she doesn't, she doesn't feel any different. I don't think that's good because she has all I of the, it. all of the things. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I love how they all are, like maybe whether they know it or not, just like so vulnerable in their like love and care for each other. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. It's beautiful. Mm. So okay, the, another thing Ashley shared. I know that Ashley, when you got pregnant, mm-hmm. your sister had passed what a year prior, mm-hmm. and then she shared that when you got pregnant, I think you lost your brother. Yes. And so I'm curious, and and Ashley knows this. My father passed a month before I met my husband, and then I got pregnant like two years later. I mean, I didn't even think about that distance too, but like, you know, there's an element of new life and like how am I processing what I've lost? Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious how much has that played into you all's relationship, Kyla and Ashley? Kyla. 
<laughs> Can I call you Kyla? Kyla's mom. Just call me Kyla's mom. Kyla's mom, um, <laughs> Tiffany and Ashley. You know, how do how have you all supported each other and or yourself, period? Like, you know what I mean? Friends can't be everything to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. So I remember um I hadn't had any friends like have have family members that passed. Rebecca was the first funeral and the first mm-hmm. friend like I had to experience that with. So I didn't know, I didn't know that, right? Like yeah. I just knew that I I had to be there. So keep in mind, like my brother and Rebecca also danced and drummed and things like that together. So it was a like when we say it's a community, it's a it was a community mm-hmm. of yeah. us. Um, but I knew that I obviously wanted to show up and be there, of course, for Ashley, but I didn't know what that felt like. It just, it, I didn't know. I hadn't yeah. had to experience it. I didn't know um, until I had to experience it. So I experienced it about a year later. Um, and just like Rebecca, my brother passed very tragic and very sudden. It wasn't like a sickness or anything like of, of that. So were you pregnant at that point? I or was. No? So I just had Kyla. Okay. Okay. I just had Ky- Kyla. She was two months old when my brother passed away. Um, the hardest thing was that I have no pictures of my brother ever holding her and he only got to spend a short amount of time with her mm-hmm. um, and so that's that's one thing if I could go back in time is like I really wish I would have gotten a picture of just them two together or them just together um, but my brother was like my father he was like my father figure so he was the oldest brother um, although I had a stepfather he was still a protector mm-hmm. of of us and going back let me go back a little bit so when I had to announce that I was pregnant. Not had to. I had to announce that I was pregnant. <laughs> my mother was the first person and she was about the easiest. My brother who passed away was the last person by strategy <laughs> because he was going to be the hardest person to tell because he was my protector. Yeah. He was a person who looked out. He was all of, all of those things. And I remember my brother saying, so what's Dude going to do? And he knew Kyla's father. Mm-hmm. He knew that we were in a relationship. And by that moment, he didn't care what his name was. He's just like, what's do going to do? <laughs> so I remember that very vividly because he is a person who's like, I want to make sure she's taken care of. I want to make sure that um, yeah. those things happen. So when he passed, um, it took me, I had so much going on. I think I had like six major events happen at that time. Like I was a new mother. I was 13 days after having Kyla, I was back in school on campus. I was moving. I was in a relationship. We were moving in together. I mean, there was a bunch of things. I had a new job. Like, there were six different events that were happening at the same time. So I never had an opportunity to, like, be. I was always, like, in the move of, like, going. And part of that, and I say that to myself today, like, I literally was walking in depression. Mm -hmm. Like, and I didn't know it then. Like, you just kind of keep going, 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 going. Um, and it was only a year, about a year later, uh, on his birthday, he passed May 20th of, of 20, 2009, and his birthday was is April the 14th. So on his birthday was the first time that I willed for two hours straight, mm. like two hours straight. A year later, uh, not the about, first about a year. Yeah. yeah. So it was, and it was, I think, well, I know it was just all of those emotions just flooding of like how I missed him and how I wanted. And again, the stages of grief and all of those things happen at different moments of time. Mm. Um, but I never got an opportunity to just like be and settle because I had all of these things happening um, at that time. And I just had to make sure that I had to keep going. Now, I do thank God that he did give me Kyla, though, for those moments of like 
she has such a calm and somber and she was so easy as a kid. Like when I say easy, she was so easy as a kid. And I think part of that is just because she probably knew like I needed that type of either energy or I just needed calmness either around me Mm -hmm. um, in order to just like, I shouldn't say survive, but like to get out of that funk of depression, which I now call it functional depression, of Mm -hmm. course, like walking Mm -hmm. depression. But um, I didn't know that then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So would you say that that one year point, like, how, did that two hours of wailing, like, did, was that a turning point for you? Or was that just like a note that like, wow, I really need to get that out? <laughs> it was a wow, I really needed to get that out. Um, and it, I think it started um, uh, the healing process of like truly understanding like what has happened to me. And then also like really being careful and mindful of like Ashley, right? Mm -hmm. Like, again, I never experienced it. So I didn't know what she was ever going through. Um, And they, again, she's almost two years in at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just allowed me to just be more understanding and compassionate. Like losing a sibling is hard. Yeah. Like it is hard. Her brother went to college with us too. Yes. So like we, she saw him every day in college Mm -hmm. with his son. Mm -hmm. He was in family housing, remember? Mm -hmm. And it was like, her brother was like, I don't know. It's still hard to explain, but you know, those people that just are so nice to everybody Mm -hmm. and they just have such a good spirit. So it's like, if you feel that and you're not even related to them, then the love that he had for his sister, it was like, everybody knew they couldn't mess with Tiffany. That was just like in the whole city. Like that's, Her that you know what I'm saying? That's her brother. Like you didn't mess with her. The Oversins, we just knew like they were a tight knit family and it, it it is what it is. So I think it was really hard for me. You remember we just had a talk, I feel like was it last year or two years ago, where we really talked about what happened that day. Mm-hmm. That was the first time in all these years. So this is what almost 14, 13 years later, mm-hmm. that we actually talked about what happened the day he passed and like her experience. And we were just sitting there crying because mm-hmm. We had never even broached that conversation. Mm-hmm. It was always like, I knew her brother passed away. I knew what happened. And she knew my sister passed away. And we were just moms right. helping each other. But we didn't really talk about our grief a lot. We just mm-hmm. kind of like put all of our energy into our daughters mm-hmm. and make sure they had this beautiful, loving life and relationship together. And we never discussed our grief ever. It was like on the anniversaries of their death, give each other a call. But like, that mm-hmm. was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you all feel like... Like healing is a journey Uh, to me, Mm -hmm. like it's not a destination, you know, do you all feel like in 14, 16 years, right? You have actively worked on your healing or just just surviving. Oh, you could go first. (laughs) Especially as moms where it's easy to just get distracted and focus on somebody else. I got to make this money. I got to make this breakfast. Well, wait, let me ask you this. How do you feel about that? Because that would be a, a interesting. Like, um, I feel like uh, half and half. Okay, there are times when I there there are. T- uh, it's a good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like most of the time I'm surviving. Yeah. And I feel like there are things about like my dad and the last couple of years that I try to just block out. So when my dad, my dad was sick. So I had time with like that information. He had gotten married to someone who was not my mother. Uh, My parents actually got divorced when I was like 12. So at this point, I'm, I don't know, 
in my late 20s, mid, mid to late 20s, and he got remarried. So he, they were married for six years before he passed um, and dating a couple of years before that. Um, and so him being married to this woman and how that all happened is definitely the worst part of the story for me. The worst part of my memories. Mm. Um Child, we that's a story for another day. <laughs> but the so many parts of him being sick, I have to just be like, mm, I'm not talking about that. Oh, wow. Or or just block it out because both his illness and how it impacted him and her made him different at times. Mm. And sometimes it was hard to decipher like what's what here? Are you in a lot of pain or are you being influenced? Anyway, so those are things that I just try not to think about. You know, for me, my dad not being present in my life, like not being there, not meeting my kids, not meeting my husband, not, oh, child, see? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times I'm just surviving because I try not to think about these things. Um, and uh, so I get it, if, if that's your answer, too. Um, but I do try to work on healing. Yeah. I, I do try to be active when I can. I try to move through my feelings and not simply block them out. Like I said, most of the ones I block out are about this this woman. Yeah. But the the things that I am sad about, I try to move through them in the healthiest way possible, like consciously. Yeah. And I think for me, which you know, I'd love for you guys to talk about this too. It's like being able to talk about him, especially with my children. Yeah. And and it's easier and fun with them because like I know they're going to ask whatever they want to ask and it might be weird or uncomfortable but it's like an opportunity to to think through my response and like you know yeah so they're probably the most fun <laughs> to talk <laughs> about him with yeah but those are opportunities for me to just continue his legacy like I look at them as his legacy yeah so I asked you that because I feel like you know you have that some trauma around your dad's death and I have trauma around my sister's death. Tiffany has trauma around her brother's death. And I have a similar situation with the person my sister was with. I mm -hmm, hate him. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know, that's like the only person that I would actively say that I hate. Word. And it sucks because that, that affected my relationship with my nephew and that affected my healing process. And mm -hmm, the blocking mm -hmm. out is part of why when you ask that, I feel like I'm just surviving because I would say I probably have really broached true healing. Yeah. Maybe the last couple of years where I'm really like opening up my feelings mm -hmm. and just having those conversations with myself, having those memories with myself, allowing myself to be angry at him, at my sister for choices that she made to be with him. Right. That you part. know what I mean? Like, because there was that, because if she wasn't with him, I still feel like she wouldn't be dead. So there's that whole situation. And so, you know, when you lose someone, but you have anger, mm -hmm. it's so hard because you just want to focus on, excuse me, the positive. Yeah. But you know that there is a feeling or an anger or whatever surrounding their death that you kind of refuse to acknowledge yeah. because that's just different. Then that mm -hmm. feels weird and it feels like not not right to do because they're dead. Yeah. Do you know what yes, I mean? Yes, yeah. Because you want to just yeah. remember the good times and tell your kids about the good stuff. But like, there's some hurt still there. Yeah. So I, I would say that I'm just surviving mm -hmm. um, because I have to acknowledge everything. I have to acknowledge the pain I feel with her choices. Then I have to acknowledge the relationship I didn't get to have with my nephew because I was angry at his father. Mm -hmm. And then I have to sit with myself with that. Like, was that the right choice? And it's too late. Can't do anything about that now. He's grown. So now I have to try to heal that relationship. And it's just so much trauma that comes with it that I'm just, when my nephew just graduated from college, 
I didn't even go to the graduation because I didn't want to be around his dad. And I just sent him money. And even that was like, I am not healing mm-hmm. because I can't even look at him. I only Word. want to hear his voice. Yeah, girl. All of that. And that made me sad because I feel like I was disappointing my sister. Mm. Like, I didn't go to my nephew's graduation. And she she would do that for me. She yeah. would show up and there would be no one that could make her feel uncomfortable enough to be like, I'm not going to be there for my sister or her kids. And I chose not to go. And I paid for my whole family to go except for me. Yeah. Flew my mom, my sister, my brother, I mean, my dad, my daughter, even Amira went. That's good. I mean, look, the reality is that's that's still something. I know. Because the, you have to remind yourself that you did all of that for him. Yeah. And 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 you also have to like set your personal boundaries. If you're not ready to be around dude, <laughs> um, then like cool. And and maybe it's about actively finding a way for you and your nephew to have time elsewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But being intentional about that, not letting right. another year go by and it's right. like, well, they were all there, right? You know, like no. he's in college now, so I can have a completely separate relationship with him, which is sad, but I literally waited for him to get to college because I was like I just can't. I just can't do it. Yeah. What about you, Tiff? So I think that I am in a healing um, process. So um, my brother was tragically murdered um, by children, 17-year-old, during a home invasion. Um, And his calling and his work, what he was trying to do is mentor and save those types of children. So I think there is some irony behind it. But I also felt when I was even younger, and I think I shared this with you as well, I knew that one of my brothers were going to pass away. I just didn't know which one. It was something, there are certain senses and things that I get. It's really, I shouldn't say weird, but there's just some certain things that come to me, uh, which I knew that one of them was going to pass. So not to say that it was something that I was ready for at all. Yeah. Um, it's just something that I felt within my spirit that I knew was going to happen. And so um, I I gave that anger away uh, to for the person who murdered him. Um, he is sitting in jail and I was actually able to address him in court. But I gave that anger away. And that's just because I believe in a greater God of, of, of the spirit, right? So I really believe that he had taken him really to be an angel. And I feel like he still has an oar and a guidance around me, around my family, um, that still is prevalent. And he is really coined. As I actually mentioned before, when I was in ninth grade, when she asked me a dumb question, <laughs> I said, no. And I was really, I will say this. I wasn't the nicest person. Like I was not mean and malicious. I just was not the kindest person. (laughs) However, I would say my brother is a polar opposite of that. Like he is the epitome, as she said, of like niceness. He wants to help everybody. He wants to do everything for everybody. He is the savior um, of all. Like he just was, he was the man. And so I really coin and I really want to live more like him. And I think after his death, it was a way for me to honor that. Like I have really worked on myself to just be nicer or kinder or, um, just kind of giving back and like doing those things that really was in him. And yeah. I like, I still talk to him or I still, you know, pray with him. I feel like, so there are certain things that allow me to just remember him and or just to, to honor him. him. Yeah, yeah. In a different light than what I was able to be physically. Now I was angry at the beginning, right? Cause we always miss our, our people and our physical being, but I still, I, I feel his, or I feel his energy is like, it's, it's a different type of connection um, versus like his physical 
physical being. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. And yeah. frankly, I had never thought about the notion of like the baggage we carry around people's choices mm. and like, and when they pass, we're dealing with the grief of losing a person, but also the unfinished conversations mm. and uh, controversial events. Like I, as much as I have all of that, I've really never thought about those two things because I work to be like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck her. <laughs> um, <laughs> to the death. <laughs> like, for real. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have to unpack that another yeah. day. We were talking about this yesterday. Tiffany and I were talking about like ofrendas and like altars. And so my grandmother always had an ofrenda. She had all the photos of our family members and like a little altar underneath it. And I was talking about how I remember, I know family members that I never met because mm. their stories were yeah. always kept alive. Mm. And so okay, we were just- Coco. Uh, okay. <laughs> Mama Coco. Shout out, to, shout out to Hattie, <laughs> my grandma. Uh, <laughs> not remember me. It was me. like, who is Hattie? Okay. <laughs> my <Yeah>. grandma, <laughs> Hattie. Hattie Lay. <laughs> um, so I was saying to Tiff, like, do you have pictures of your brother up or do you have pictures of your um, father up? And do you talk about his story to your children? And, you know, like, is that something that mm -hmm. you do within your home? The short answer is yes. Okay. I know we had a fire. So we don't have anything up in the current house. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think anything at all. But we did in the previous house. Okay. And we do talk about him. Um, but I don't do it as much or as intentionally as I would like. Yeah. Right? Like, I'll take opportunities. So Langston wanted to be a doctor. Actually, I bought a bunch of costumes for Halloween. One of them was a doctor. And Langston really took to it. And so I'm like, your grandfather was a doctor. And, you know, Dr. Brooks. And then mm. Brooks is like, oh, you know, well, he knew that already too. But like, so I like to talk to them about that. Um, and, I, but I do need more yeah. imagery around. Yeah, I think that's super important. Yeah, we have, I don't have, I'm really not a picture person in the house. I don't know why. I just haven't been but <laughs> oh, for whatever reason, but it will change hopefully <laughs> one day. But um, no, I don't have any pictures up. However, even when we were young, even when she was young, we always would say we were going to go visit Uncle Randy. Mm -hmm. Like, so everyone knows Uncle Randy in his stories and all that stuff. So um, we never disguised of like going to the gravesite. We go to it often. We just sit there, put flowers there, just pray, whatever. So it's not a foreign thing yeah. um, by any means. My mother has a bunch of pictures up. So, and she's always at my mom's here and there. So there are different spaces, I think, where she gets it, just yeah. not yeah. physically in my home because I don't even have pictures of like me and her. It's don't ask questions. Yeah. Just, just do you have frames with just like the stock photos in them or just no frames either? Just no frames. Okay. <laughs> it's 2023. You know what I mean? A lot of people, it's like digital. I'm very I much know. a print a photo and Me put too. it in a frame person. Me too. Okay. But everybody's not like that. I'm a print some photos off I'm for you. I'm gonna get like that. Maybe. In your new house. Okay. My, fr my friend who was a single mom purchased a new house, built it from the ground up. Okay. Yes. And we're gonna get some Thank photos you. in your ground up house. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, girl. Get those photos. Just get them. I love that. Okay, so you just bought a house or just built a house, excuse me, from the ground up. Um, now, this one over here, Ashley, uh, Nicole, 
uh, Hinton, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> wrong order. Okay, Sarah, Hinton. Ashley, Sarah, oh. Nicole, Chia. Damn, I got it all wrong. It's Nicole, okay. Hinton, We're not going to Hinton, Chia. Chia. <laughs> my graduation. <laughs> Hinton, Lay. Hinton, Lay. Funny story. Oh, In high no. school, they gave her two last names. I don't know what her mama did, but she swore by she only had one last name. I was like, no, it's written in the books that you have two last names. So anyway, Hinton Lay? Yeah. <laughs> What's what? It, my last name is Hinton, but what happened was is that my parents... Her mama didn't want to give up that last name. No. <laughs> my mom and dad were there when I was born, mm-hmm. but they yes. feel, they weren't married, so they filled out the birth certificate and put my mom's last name on it. So which then... Is, which one? Uh... She's Hinton. Hint, no, Lay. That's She's my, Lay. Yeah, okay. so when, on my original birth certificate says Ashley Nicole Lay. Okay. And so then they had to go downtown. Like, she has two middle names, and her last name is not Lay. It's Hinton. So then... Once they got married? No, my parents never got married. Oh, I thought they did. No, girl. Mm-hmm. Huh. My Story daddy got day. married when I was two years old and didn't even tell my mom. And she found out when his brother came knocking on the door. She's like, why are you in town? He's like, oh, I went to Wilbur's wedding. Shout out to my dad. This sounds a lot like my dad's wedding. We yeah. carry on. <laughs> yes. But we're here now. It's fine. Everybody's fine. And we chill. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole process. Oh yeah, God. they never got married. <laughs> <laughs> so she just decided to let him add his name? She, my mom met her dad when she was 15. So she was like very adamant that we would have a relationship with my father and we were going to have my dad's last name. So she, we were supposed to have his last name. Right. Rebecca had his last name. They just decided to put my mom's last name on a birth certificate. Oh, they, she didn't do yeah, that. Yeah, she didn't fill it out. They filled it out. Got it. So they had to go downtown and change. And they had to yeah. schedule a court date and change my last name to Hinton. But for some reason, I had a social security card that said Hinton on it and a birth certificate that said Lay. So when I went to high school, my, gra- my diploma said Hinton Lay on it. That's hilarious. It was a whole thing. You got a lot of names. Sis. I do not. <laughs> now, I don't forgot my. No, I remember my question. Uh. And so a couple of weeks ago, we were sitting here. Ashley was right there in that chair, <laughs> and she burst into tears. Oh my god! <laughs> over the fact that in just four years, Amira will be headed off to college. <laughs> so I'm curious. You know how how are you? Are do you think about that, Tiffany? I do. So, okay. So Ashley will often tell me sometimes that I am not a helicopter mom. I don't know what she calls it. I don't, it's somewhere between like helicopter and, and strict as hell. No, <laughs> no, I am not strict. That's Tiffany. Why, that's why Kayla's a rule follower. Kyla, <laughs> Kyla, shoot, is the most well-behaved child I've ever met in my entire life. Hands down, Tiffany is a better mom than all of us. <laughs> just so we're clear. <laughs> Like, I'm not exaggerating. She is top tier. She needs to write a parenting book. And her daughter does not misbehave. It out for everybody. Period. It's okay. (laughs) So I will say this. So I am, I'm between this stage and we've had this conversation probably about six months ago. So I'm between the stages of making sure that she is protected, but giving her the opportunities so that she's not feeling so much in a bubble, like Mm -hmm, of the world, right? mm -hmm. Um, And it's finding that median of like where to do those things at in spaces. Um, So last, was it last year? I think last year, this was start of the conversation. So last year, her school did a skating rink party, right? And so some kids were like, parents dropped them off, cool, whatever. I actually took her and a couple of her friends and we went skating together, right? And it never crossed my mind that I was just going to leave her at the skating party by Mm -hmm. herself. And until I seen kids that were just being dropped off, I was like, man, I was actually at this age where my mom or somebody else's parent was dropping me off and we were in the skating rink just, and we knew we had time to, you know, when it was over, you picked up your stuff, you went outside, your parents was outside. 
Um, and but it never dawned on me like I should have done that for her. And so I'm like, so what age do I do that? Because we had this conversation like, what age do I do that? Like, I'm so confused of like, where do I do? And so I'm like, I'm going to find an opportunity to do that. So this new age thing, probably about two months ago, Kyla asked me like, hey, mom, would you allow me to go to the mall and walk around with my friends? And I was like, no, like it was a hard (laughs) instinct. No, no. And it was she was like, but why my friends? And I was like, those aren't those aren't my children. And that's fine that they allow them to do that. that, Those are not my children. And then I had to like step back and think like, at what age would I allow Mm -hmm. that to happen? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. And so um, I'm like, in my mind, I was like, oh, here's a compromise in my mind. I'll let her walk around, but I'll just be there. Like, I'm never going to drop her off at the mall. The mall is just like, it's the kids hangout spot. And if you come to Columbus, there's just, they just, those kids just brawl in the mall for no reason sometimes. Girl, it's always on the news. Yeah, always on the news. They brawl in the mall. <laughs> oh I don't know. My. But anyway, so I was, this was her birthday, Friday, Friday, last Friday was her birthday. And so I took her and a couple of friends and I should say friends, my nieces and my little cousin. And I was in a whole nother store and I allowed them to walk around. Now, Easton is an indoor and outdoor mall. So they had rules. They could not go out outside in the mall. They had to go keep stay within the mall. And then everybody had to go out of the store at the same time. Everybody had to go in the same store all the time. Their purses had to be closed near to them. There were certain rules, right, Mm -hmm. for them to do this. And so I was in a store. Y'all, I stood at this T-shirt for like 10 minutes in full anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) I had to text the group chat where I had all the friends. I was like, y'all, I am having a full like I'm losing it. Like, I don't know what to, I'm literally texting them. Like, I have so much stress going on right now. I literally sat at that shirt and stared at it for like 10 minutes. Are you about to cry? Yes, (laughs) I see it. I see it too. But I get it. Like, I get it. But she was around a bunch of people and it wasn't just her. I was just more like, I I don't, they're out of sight. Like, I don't know where they're at. They're out of sight. And when I tell you the joy that they had they were like, this is so, this was the funnest day. Like we had so much fun. And kind of was like, this was such a good birthday. And Aww. all it was, was just mall and BJ's like mm-hmm. BJ's is just like, okay. So it's tear up from Applebee's, but it was mm-hmm. just like a little hangout. We so, got a BJ's here. We got a BJ's. Yeah. Okay, great. That's like Dave and Buster's kind <laughs> of thing. No, no, it's like pizza and Pazooki. 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 Yes. Okay. I know exactly. Yes. So, um, but they had like such a good time. So I am, I am at that space where like, I really want her to explore the world and not be so close-minded mm. because there is a world out there that she needs to make sure that she can navigate. Like, no, you know good. what I mean? And those types of things. Yeah. But I also am in a space where I want to protect her. So I'm twofold. I'm, I'm halfway there. Um, I feel I'm, like- no, 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 I'm not even halfway there. Let me stop lying to people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am maybe like a quarter of there. I was going to say, I feel like you're not even thinking that Girl, far. Because if you, you're not uh, crying on the t-shirt right, or the mall. Right, exactly. You ain't thinking about your baby going to college. <laughs> a quarter of there of trying to be more mindful yeah. of giving her like spaces no, to totally explore and like to do because I tell her all the time it's not that I don't trust you I don't trust the world Word. Yeah. like I don't trust that's the world that's so hard for them to understand because I I've not maybe while they're here I'll let Kyla and Amir go to the mall we can just like sit in a store and let them walk around I'm gonna let them have that moment together sure but that's hard for mm-hmm. me too because Amira again she be wandering and I think that's mostly why I'm scared to let her do stuff. But I'm like, well, she's going to have to learn how to trust herself and to make mistakes. That day that you let her go to Starbucks, was she by herself? She was with Kyla. She was with Kyla. That's what I thought. They okay. walked, oh, 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 she, whoa. oh. 
Girl, the way that I tell that story to everyone, I told that story yesterday for the really? record. I certainly did. What did you tell you them? I didn't ask Tiffany's permission before I let them oh, do it. No. I told her she after they me. did it. She called me and I was like, actually, you let them do what? I was like, floored. I was like, girl, don't tell, do not tell me. What did you let them do? Now, I know the proximity of Starbucks in the house, but boy, oh boy, I have never let her like walk down the street. Like, you know what I mean? Do those things. And I was just like, what did you done let my child do? And Kyla was like, Yesterday, she's like, we did, we did it like five times. Five times? Kyla, <laughs> why is she telling what? all these Yes. So, I will say this. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Kyla might think I'm a little strict. She she does say, like, you're strict. I'm really not strict. I just like, I like structure. Yeah. I do like structure. Like, she still has a bedtime. Word. And she's 14. Right. So does but my daughter. Yeah, but this, well, that's great. I mean, not all parents do that either. I'm just oh, saying no, that. I know but people they don't. think that I'm crazy because I can be like so, I just want to make sure she knows. Like, I still make my daughter pay me back. If you tell me you want Starbucks, you're going to pay me back, run me my money. Yes. So it's just like, it's just making sure that she's yeah. responsible of like what she's saying and what she's doing. And I make her sure she has a bedtime because if you fell in school, it's not because you're going to be sleepy. Yeah. It's going to be because of other things that we can fix. It's not, you know, it's you yeah, know, those types of things. Fair. So yeah but that that whole starbucks thing took me for a whole loop when she told me i, I was like i tell that story what? all the time because like i have a long time to think about it maybe not as long as i think i do but like the reality that at some point you like have to let we have to let go mm-hmm. and let them do something whether it is a completely structured walk to starbucks that they've done a million times yeah. with us you know what i mean i was talking to this older woman this weekend that's last weekend at a brunch and her kid she lives near me and her one of her kids goes to school in like west hollywood and the other one goes to school in like santa monica she takes one of them to school in the car mm-hmm. every day the other one she takes him to the train oh. and he takes the train to school and this is like ninth or tenth grade oh wow but like that's the only way to get it done yeah. right and she's like he has to learn yeah how to like get where he needs to go keep his head on a swivel mm. uh you know and and he gets off the train there's a there's a grocery store near the school he goes in the grocery store to get like a bagel before he goes oh, like wow. all of that and she knows everything he's doing yeah and I, it like blew my mind but that was the conversation that we had was yeah. like at some point like you have to you have to give them the independence mm-hmm. so that they learn to trust themselves so that you learn to trust them i'm not ready for none of it that's why i keep saying it over and over again so i'm like well ashley did it and i know she real scary no amira's school the one she's going to they she would the, when they did a tour the kids were like oh there's a starbucks down the street and we i was like just so you're clear we're not walking off the campus so that's never happening. <laughs> Not in ninth grade. I said, maybe by the time you're a senior, then you can go off campus and go and get a snack. But I already had to have the talk because she told me she was so excited about that. They were like, yeah. And there's we sometimes on lunch, we would always like, I will pop up at this school so fast. If I see you walking down that street, we will have a problem. You will be back in homeschool. So will she have a phone? Yeah, she already has a phone. She's Does had she, a phone since she tracker? was seven. Um, I don't know, but I'm thinking about trying to put a planting a tracker inside yeah, of her. Yeah, girl. It's just a little No, um, like just cutting her skin open and it in there. That part. No, okay. I'm all about the tracker right. and the skin. Yeah. Is that no, a thing yet? Because in I'm the ready. tags, I'm what ready. are they the No, there's a um family share. You we can have track that, but what if somebody steals her phone? I'm thinking about the tags. Oh, what are they called? In the backpack, the, the air tags. Air tags. Yeah, yeah, I might put one like in her shoes. In her backpack. Like it's kind of big. No, the thin ones. It's round like this. That doesn't feel good. No, I'll I'll just sew it into her soul version. That's fair. Okay. Every single shoe. <laughs> Every single shoe. It's better than under her skin. Lucky her. Oh yeah. Listen, because <laughs> it, again, it's not about me trusting her. It's about other people. And she 
she did karate. I just talked to her about like taking a self-defense class. And she was like, mom, I, I did that. We did take down Tuesdays every Tuesday. I was like, yeah, but you're getting older and like, you need to be able to defend yourself. Yeah. I got her mace. Get a refresher. Yeah. You know, um, it's a journey guys. We're on a journey. Yeah. I, she's a fourth there. I'm probably like whatever a less than a fourth is. I'm there. <laughs> well, you let them walk to Starbucks. Starbucks I know, first. but it, I, I could see them. Five times I heard. I mean, Kyla did not need I to tell you that part. Said. It's close. It's and super I still close. had to go over. So yesterday we still had to go over safety precautions. Be, me and um, Auntie Laura, her mother, we went over safety precautions. Like even, okay. So when you go to wall or when you walk down to Starbucks, like if somebody's grabbing you, what do you say? What do you do? Like, and it's crazy how you can still go over these things and you still need to remind them because yes. they're like, we scream. Well, what do you scream? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, you just don't scream for the hell of it. You yeah. need to scream that you don't know this person. You need to mm-hmm. scream something yeah, well, instead of just screaming because they could think that you're playing. So we Poke and I. clearly, Poke like you said, what? So you still have to keep the Adam's apple. You still have to keep going through those things with them, like, and making sure. And one of the things that I even told Kyla, like, even when we park in the garage, like, I don't get out of my car. I don't turn off my car until my garage door closes. And Kyla was like, Mom, why do you do that? I'm like, because if somebody comes in, I'm off guard. Like, when Mm -hmm. you're getting out the car, you're already off guard. So if it's at night, they can swivel through there, attack you. And I said, I don't turn off my car because if somebody swivels in there, I'm backing up. Like, I'm hitting them. So it's just those types of things, like... She just needs to also be yep. mindful for the things like you need to protect yourself mm-hmm. a- as much as possible or figure out ways out and all those types of things as well. Like we even had an escape plan if we were in the mall and something popped off. So like it's it's <laughs> t- some those types of things like yeah. go out this exit. I'll meet you there. Like there's certain things that you yeah. just have to make sure that you're protecting them even of the world. Now, I can't protect her from all things, but the things that I can control, I am going to let her know. That's right. I love that. Me too. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for coming and hanging. Yes. Yay. Thanks for having me. Of course, Nala was so mad that you got to be on her before her. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes, she is. Well, tell her. I was going to say, tell her we didn't crack the code of dating, but she's married. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a single one. So. (laughs) We got to get you back when we have Felicia. Yes. Okay. To tell me how to date. Yes. Yes. She's good at that. She's a life coach now, y'all. To give my phone number out like Mike Jones. But, you know, I'm not. I'm partially there. I'm I'm a I'm halfway there. <laughs> well, maybe you can find her one of your little single friend booze and then she can move to Cali. Oh, mm-hmm. wait. Would you move? Oh. For the right, you know, situation. So that is great question. So Kyla is still close with her father. Um, it's it's a, that's a hard one. And he's in Columbus. He is in Columbus, but um Think of it as her. Clearly, you know. <laughs> right. She almost an adult. So. I know. And they, <laughs> right. And I can actually fly her back. On the in the summer, so I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, I haven't figured that out yet. Like yeah. I, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get I to know. it. I know. I'll cross it when I get there. I, I'll cross it when I get there. Okay. All right. I love this. Can't wait for the next talk with uh, Kyla's mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the Mama's Den. Bye. Bye.